Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully to assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours, and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we shall continue our exploration of the chakras. On our previous episodes, we talked about the constitution of the chakras in our body and their significance in understanding the connection between physiological, psychological, and spiritual aspects. Today, we will expand on how they become the filter for our reality and examine how their energies work and interact with our consciousness, the formation of our aura, and how they influence certain periods of our lives. Please take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. The chakras are energy centers within us, in our etheric body, a plane slightly more refined than the dense physical one. There are tens of thousands of chakras throughout our physical vessel, each responsible for every minuscule process carried out in the body. Of those, there are seven main chakras aligned with our spine and all the smaller ones can be placed within the scope of functions of these main centers. The chakras correspond to different physical, emotional, mental and spiritual functions. Our personality, our behavior, every thought and emotion are all reflected in the chakra's energy and affect how each one will regulate the flow of cosmic energy that we receive from spirit and the flow of energy that we give out and receive from all other dimensions, including the physical one by means of food, water, and everything else that our body is meant to receive and assimilate. Therefore, the physical, psychological, and spiritual aspects of ourselves all work together. By learning, understanding, and working with one aspect, either one of them, we can begin to discover the condition of the rest. For example, we may notice an issue with the physical body, from stiffness to ailment, and trace it to the emotions, thoughts, and more esoteric processes that it mirrors and corresponds to, to find out the issue in all levels. Or, for the same issue, we may first notice the emotion that will lead us to realize the physical disturbance as well. Through the correspondences of the chakra system, we can discover a map for our consciousness, understanding the whole that is human condition. The energy of each of the main chakras is of different color, corresponding to the scope of the chakra's functions. The tone and shade of each of them, however, can change according to both their general development and present condition. The ideal color of the root chakra, for example, is deep red, but a person's root chakra can be more brown or have certain discolorations. 
This can either be because of more permanent issues with matters of safety, money or stability, and it can also be because of momentary feelings of fear and thoughts of similar nature. To distinguish what is generally permanent or temporary in one's chakras needs practice and attention in our observation. The two, however, usually coincide. For example, the third chakra, our solar plexus, shines bright yellow. A person who has worked with their solar plexus has the ability to set good boundaries. When someone oversteps them, it may cause a certain discoloration for a while. But because the person has already worked with matters of boundaries, she will be not majorly shaken and can reset them relatively fast, so that the chakra will return to its normal state and reassume its usual shape. The more we work with ourselves, the more developed and purified will be the state of our chakras. But know that we can all be moved from what we call our center. Life happens. It is normal and it's okay. Not only is it okay, but moving away from our center can even be beneficial because it allows the opportunity for growth and there is always plenty space for growth. While each thought, feeling and behavior affects our chakras, our ability to observe these emotions, how long we tend to stay with them and how we subsequently consciously choose to act on what we find will depend on the general state of our chakras. How we choose to utilize this move from our center will facilitate further development and enhance what we experience as our center. The energy of the seven main chakras, with all their shades and tones and qualities, radiates from the chakras out through our physical body to expand beyond it. The energy of each chakra creates a layer around us, and together the seven layers form what we call the aura. Each layer of the aura is called the body, and each body corresponding to a different chakra is the vessel that holds our different aspects. One is our physical nature, another our emotional, mental, astral, etheric, and so on. Together, they form the vessel for the soul to manifest and express itself through all those aspects and their respective dimensions. Our perception or consciousness, while incarnated, lies predominantly in our physical body. At least for as long as we are awake, we experience life through our physical existence. But whether we know it or not, we do get impressions through the other bodies as well. Maybe we experience it as a gut feeling, or as a spiritual or romantic attraction to somebody, or maybe by acquiring a common understanding with another without even discussing the matter at hand. Remember that the focal points of each body is the chakras within us. We have a direct connection with all these aspects of ours, but the clarity by which we receive such impressions through our energy system and the ability to understand them correctly, translate their meaning in our physical brains, depends on their development and our capacity to become conscious of them.
Furthermore, having the energies of the chakras expand around us, the color and qualities of which depend on how much work we have done with ourselves, means that the state of our consciousness reflected in the conditions of our chakras is shining in the aura. Therefore, our own state, our issues, feelings, thoughts and behavior flow around us in the energy of the aura, which becomes the filter through which we perceive the world around us. Like with the chakras, we must be very attentive when connecting with the aura, so that we are aware of which layer we connect with and what aspects of their energies we perceive. Our reality, then, emanates from us. How we experience life is a direct reflection of our consciousness, a projection on the matter of life whose source is ourselves, very much like how our dreams are formed by us as well. The process of this and the difference between projections in each dimension is beyond this episode. But always remember that it all comes back to working with ourselves, to develop our personality and inner faculties, with a state of kindness, acceptance and understanding. You can listen more on self-development and our capacity for awareness in our episode on meditation and awareness and the one on awareness and working with the self. Let us now return to the chakras. The chakras connect to physical, emotional, mental and spiritual functions. We expand on the correspondences of each one in our previous episode on the chakras, where we also discuss their physiological functions. Before we continue, let us remember their principles in an overview. Our root chakra, the red one, is located at the base of the spine and is connected to our physical existence, our survival and general sense of safety. The second one is the orange sacral chakra, connected to our emotions, desires and creativity. Then, at the area of the stomach, we have the yellow solar plexus, with our mental nature, our sense of power, control and self-worth. The next one is the green heart chakra, at the center of the chest, connected to the energies of unconditional love, followed by the blue throat chakra and our sense of expression and truth. A little higher, on our forehead, we have the indigo chakra called the third eye, holding our higher intellectual faculties and extrasensory perception. And then, at the crown of the head, we have the violet chakra, connecting us to spirit. While we work with the energies of all the chakras throughout our lives, the quality of their energy, as we have said again and again, depends on our self-development. Some may be somewhat less activated, and therefore the energy flowing from them is more restricted, holding their attributes latent with the potential to be carried out when we are ready to work with them. When working with the chakras, keep in mind that the development of one chakra helps the following one open up. Satisfying the needs and working with the issues of one chakra helps us move to the next one 
and tend to those energies. This process is similar to what Maslow describes in his Pyramid of Needs and Motivational Model. The chakras are also balancing one another. While they are all interconnected, the energies of the root chakra balance those of the crown, the energies of the sacral balance those of the third eye, and the solar plexus balances our throat. The heart chakra balances itself and the others between them. We should therefore start with the root chakra, gradually moving our consciousness upwards, first through the lower three chakras, and then move to the heart and the remaining three higher chakras. Let us explain what this means in practice. We begin with the root chakra. Generally speaking, a person whose survival is threatened, who may be hungry or doesn't know if he will have a roof to sleep under come night, wouldn't care to examine his emotions and contemplate on abstract philosophical concepts. His priority, naturally, is to ensure that he survives. You may notice that throughout history, the civilizations that advanced philosophy and true spirituality did so at a time when their welfare was ensured. Working with the root chakra, having our physical needs met, and learning to handle our physical resources will give us the stability we need to feel secure, deeply rooted in our earth. When we are not afraid for our survival, and the sense of safety is sustained within us, our emotions and the issues of the sacral chakra will be more accessible to us. We will not be afraid of being swayed away by our feelings, and we can allow ourselves to experience joy and creativity that comes with it. With the strong roots of the first chakra, we can now be more spontaneous, free to move and adapt in new situations. Having dealt with issues of the sacral chakra, we move to the solar plexus. Here, we develop our sense of identity and understand our boundaries. Having experienced a state of going with the flow in the sacral chakra, we can now distinguish what is good from what is bad for us and gain the willpower to separate from the crowd if the crowd does not represent our principles and values. With a sense of control and power over ourselves, we can move to the heart chakra and unconditional love. Love is impersonal, and it is all about offering to others. But without the power to set boundaries developed in the previous chakra, our sense of community and willingness to give to others may be taken advantage of. It is beautiful to have an open heart, but without the ability to realize what is good and bad for us, anyone can come and grab a piece of our heart. With healthy boundaries, then, we are safe to be kind and loving and giving. And with a sense of identity and self-worth obtained through the solar plexus, we are not afraid of losing ourselves in a community, and we become open to receiving love and kindness and the help of others. Through the kindness of the heart, 
we can open our throat chakra, be sincere and speak from a place of love and acceptance, willing to be understood and understand others, having the stability of the root chakra and the power and self-confidence of the solar plexus to live our truth. And living our truth, our actual truth, beyond the waves of emotions, having worked with them in the balancing sacral chakra, we can see clearly through the third eye. We can see events and people for what they are, and we can even perceive things beyond the constraints of the physical reality, because truth, reality, goes way beyond the physical cosmos. Understanding that, having now experienced it through the energies of the third eye, being strongly grounded in reality with our roots, helps our crown chakra truly open up to spirit, the light of which can now come through us, through all the now developed chakras, down to our physical self and root chakra, to truly awaken their attributes and hidden potential, to make our personality a great vessel to fully carry out the energies of our soul. This is a gradual process, one that is not absolute in the sense that all the needs of one chakra must be met in order to move to the next one. All people live through the energies of all of their chakras. It is the development of each one that is different. It is impossible to completely deal with one chakra before the next one, because as the energies of the lower chakra helps open up the next one, so does working with the higher chakras give us the opportunity to look back with new eyes and understand and develop them further. Through the new perspectives we gain through the third eye, for example, we can look back at the previous chakras and especially its balancing sacral chakra and re-examine our emotions, see them more clearly and understand them. Or, having reached the energies of the throat, we can better express the parts of our identity held in the solar plexus or our emotions and creativity of the sacral chakra, further developing both. This orderly examination of the chakras is reflected in their natural course of development as well. While we work with all the chakras throughout our lives, there are certain periods when the energies of certain chakras work more predominantly in our consciousness. These periods are separated into two cycles. The first cycle, the big one, lasts seven years. From the moment of our birth and for the next seven years, we work with the energies of the root chakra. This means that up until we are seven years old, we generally work with matters of safety and survival. What experiences we have gathered then will consolidate in the way we perceive the physical world and carry on with us onwards in our lives. From the age of seven up to fourteen, we work with the sacral chakra, our emotional nature. Then, from the age of fourteen up to twenty-one, we work with the energies of the solar plexus, shaping our identity and sense of self-worth. And for every seven years onwards, we work with the energies and the issues of the respective chakra. 
From 21 to 28, we work with the heart. From 28 to 35, with the throat. From 35 to 42, with our third eye. And from 42 to 49, with our crown. Then, at 49, we go back again to the root. Back at the beginning, to reassess and develop what we have left unexamined in that chakra. This is where many people experience what is called midlife crisis, through which certain issues may become more apparent in their lives. And we continue changing our predominant chakra every seven years afterwards. The second cycle lasts one year for every chakra. Our first year then corresponds to the root, our second, the sacral, and so on. This means that from the moment we are born until we are one year old, we work with the energies of the root chakra in both cycles. It is when we are helpless by ourselves and we depend on others to feed, protect us and facilitate safety for us. Then, from the age of one until we are two, we work with the root chakra in the big cycle and the energies of the sacral in the small cycle. From two to three, we continue working with our root through the big cycle that lasts seven years, combined now with the energies of the solar plexus, and so on. Therefore, for every chakra we go through in our big cycle, we simultaneously go through all the other chakras through the small cycles. This gives us the opportunity to deal with the issues of each chakra with all of our aspects, our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual, expressed in their corresponding chakra, all of them interconnected and balancing to create the coherent structure that our soul manifests through. Looking back at our lives, we may notice that each seven-year cycle may have brought us a different great milestone, or discover that certain significant changes or big events took place around the change of these periods. And by looking at the age we were during certain events, we may be able to better pinpoint how we experienced it, what issues they brought up, and in the energies of which chakras. As we have talked about in our episode on awareness and working with the self, it doesn't matter when we begin to consciously work with ourselves. It only matters that we do. So don't be disheartened about the ways our chakras may have evolved through the years past. Whenever we will it so, we can turn within and rediscover our inner state and folding ourselves with kindness and acceptance to truly become conscious of how we tend to function in the world. A process that begins with every new breath. The chakras are the focal points of all of our aspects, together forming the vessel for the soul to express itself and experience life in all dimensions. For this last part of the episode, I would like to touch upon the matter of incarnation with reference to the chakras. Humans 
are not the only entities through which the soul incarnates. All kingdoms of nature, the mineral, plant, and the animal kingdoms, as well as the human kingdom, are all populated by souls in bodies of that kingdom. All these entities, then, have chakras and they have auras. The corresponding functions of each chakra and the issues they are responsible for remain the same in principle throughout all kingdoms. But as we have mentioned in our episode on the three axioms, a principle or a cosmic law functions in each level according to the law of analogy. Its practical application may seem different, but the energy as such remains the same. This is the same with the chakras of other entities. A soul will manifest through a body that corresponds to its needs and development, and the apparent functions of those chakras will reflect the same. According to the capacities of that body, some chakras may be able to carry out only certain aspects of them, while others may be almost inactive or function only partially. When talking of animals, the correspondences of the chakras to the physical functions and organs remain somewhat the same. And for example, a stray dog that has difficulty finding food to survive will have issues with its root chakra, very much like a human who has issues of finding a home where he feels safe. Or when a human has issues of anger and untrust, his solar plexus will be affected the same way with an animal whose abuse caused anger. Keep in mind that while a soul may be inhabiting a body, the level of conscious activity depends on the capacities of the body. Remember that we are here talking about the manifestation of the soul in the physical cosmos, not the soul itself with its own capacities in its own level. Therefore, the animal cannot be aware of its issues because it doesn't have the capacity in its physical brain. But the energies of its experiences are very much felt and reflected in the chakras. In general, most animals have more developed root and sacral chakras rather than solar plexus and the higher ones, because solar plexus has to do with mental functions and thought processes are not often carried out by animals. Not until they go through certain lifetimes and their soul is ready and decides to express itself through a body appropriate for such functions. Some animals who had many domesticated incarnations may come to activate parts of such aspects before they incarnate as humans, and others may come to develop such capacities in their natural course of evolution. So, let us sum up what we have talked about in this episode. The energies of the chakras go through us all. They go through and are utilized in all aspects of our lives. From the physical, bodily functions to the intellectual and most abstract conceptualizing faculties, our chakras are responsible for them all. They are the focal points within us for all dimensions of our being the vessel for the soul to express through, having the potential within them to embody it and carry it out. A state that lies ahead 
in the path of all of us. The same path walked by them who reached this realization of the soul, those whom we call the Ascended Masters. This path is one that unfolds within, with every aspect of ours that we become conscious of and work with, we take one more step. Introspection and working with the self is a process that can be exciting and joyful, as long as we can cultivate in it a state of kind curiosity, acceptance and understanding, our spiritual self can shine a little bit more and throw its light in each moment of our lives. So, now, focus on the present moment, this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by following sharing it with like-minded people or becoming a patron to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you and enjoy your present. Uh-huh.